And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Garage Sale Gloat. And before we get started, I'm just going to say it again. God, I love this goddamn music. Oh my god. How can you not? Everybody loves this song. If you don't, I feel sorry for your joyless, soulless ass. Anyway, this is going to be kind of a bonus jumbo. Not jumbo episode. It's going to have two weeks of garage sale and sort of mushed into one. And it's been kind of... It's weird. It's kind of been a big week and a small week of garage shelling. Big week and there's been a lot of interesting factors in the last couple weeks. Um, uh, let's just say it hasn't been the greatest garage shelling. Two weeks ago, the, the first half of this... Not to say that I didn't get a lot of stuff, but we'll go into that later. It was just kind of... Two weeks ago, it was kind of bad vibes. People were grumpy. Uh, Scott 2.0 was driving around. He was in a grumpy mood. It was just generally... Uh, uh, what pops to mind is we went to this neighborhood garage sale. And it was down this street in a housing development that ended in a cul-de-sac. So we parked and we walked up and down the street and went to all the garage sales. And then we were trying to GTFO... And so basically the way you got out of this place was you drove down to the end of the street and then you turned around in the cul-de-sac and drove out, theoretically. But um, just as we were turning around in the cul-de-sac to, to go around and get out, this guy who's hauling, you know, one of those big trailers full of um, big riding lawnmowers, you know, doing landscaping, is just cruising down the street, but... He decides that he's going to be talking to all the neighbors. Just like, hey, how's it going? So he stops his whole rig in the middle of the street. And he's just talking to people. And he's been doing this up and down the street. And, you know, Scott starts getting annoyed, honking the horn. Fuck, move in. <laughs> and, I, and I knew, like, oh, there's a, a tension in the air. And, and the old... Um, the old Grashale Gloatmobile, as you've heard on the live episodes, was getting kind of loud. And uh, it was giving, emitting the distinct odor of gasoline when it would get started up. So something, something was going on. And um, sure enough, for, uh, a few days after, after you know, Grashale and um, Scott was driving around and... Uh, people started honking their horns at him and all of a sudden he lost power to his car and pulling over to the side of the road and luckily there was a good Samaritan right behind him who pulled over who had a fire extinguisher because the whole bottom side of his car was in flames. So the old Grashale Globemobile was kind of out of commission so we were wondering what was going on and it was like well you know it wasn't looking too awful horrible as far as garage shelling goes because it was going to be a couple weeks of non-garage shelling because I was going to be slinging meat at a at a barbecue festival for the for the next couple weeks but it turns out while his car is getting fixed he got a rental car so we had a Saturday to go garage shelling we had an air-conditioned 
beautifully running totally empty of anything any of our stuff um rental car so things were looking up the weather was supposed to be nice so we were like all right this is looking great but here's the catch for this week it was um fourth of july weekend so it was the fifth of july that we were going garage shaling fourth of july not a big garage you know most people are not wanting to do something organized like have a garage sale they're gonna want to barbecue and get drunk go somewhere with the family eat food and watch fireworks and all that or travel so like if you get out into the outskirts a lot of times you'll find a lot of garage sales because they're capitalizing on the people traveling to or from wherever vacation land is and we decided the best bet was to go into a rondecoit which is sort of the vacation by the lake area around here which is what we decided to do both weeks because that's where most of the garage sales were um one one drawback of fourth of july also was there didn't seem to be any at all uh, neighborhood garage sales and i can understand that totally so it was it was hit and run hit and miss um and which gets me to the other sort of i don't want to say it's a drawback because boy, as you'll see i got some neat stuff but as far as the ebay business goes slim pickings for both me and scott we'll get into later scott well you know although we did find some stuff and scott found a really neat item and uh we'll get into that a little later um but i'm finding myself in the situation where when i started garage gloat last summer um, I wasn't working really. I was working a little at that point. After about four years, five years and not working, I was sort of, I would pop in at this job maybe once a week and work for three or four hours. Sometimes once or twice a month, I would put in a little short shift. And um, I've just started working it steadily, which means, but um, you know, regular um, dependable income which is great for garage shelling and and except here's the position that um scott 2.0 and i found ourselves in scott 2.0 found himself in the position of too little money and nothing to buy and i had as far as ebay goes and i have too much money and nothing to buy on ebay but plenty of stuff to buy for chris which is a bad bad thing and a good thing it's a good i still have stuff to talk about a lot of it isn't gonna end up on ebay a lot and um i'm sure if if scott 2.0 had the money he could do the same thing but at this point he's just got to get stuff to turn over and turn that money into into other money so it's it, it was a it was a it's a weird um couple weeks but so let's get into what everybody's actually listening for. Let's go down into the into the hall and start rifling through the booty for the last couple weeks and see what we got. I, I'm griping about not getting any eBay stuff, but mm, I got a Walkman um, with a, with a case. It's in beautiful condition. Always money in the bank, and people always sell them for like two or three bucks. So it's always a cheap thing I got a neat music box of Ziggy that when you wind it up when you open it's a like a jewelry box so when you open up this little drawer in the bottom 
there's a um, weird little hangy thing behind glass of Ziggy in a car that jiggles around like he's driving over a bumpy road and it plays Take Me Home Country Roads. And that was kind of neat. That was like at this old lady's place who had, she obviously had had an antique shop and had a lot of her stuff on sale there. So a lot of the stuff was out of our range or, yeah, it just didn't look that, that good. I got a bunch of collector's card sets. Um, we went to this one garage sale and we got out of the car and the guy goes, everything here is a dollar. And we're like, ooh. And by, at the same token, a lot of it looked like it was... Um, DVDs, which I just don't buy DVDs anymore. I don't watch them. I don't put them in my computer to watch. I just, I have no need for them. If I want to watch the movie, I'll track it down on the internet and and watch it. I just, so, so I was thinking, ah, this isn't going to be any good. But the guy had a lot of, well, he had a lot of, um, um, movie cards and the, and, uh, whole sets of them, dollar for a set. And, uh, and I did not pick up anything. And looking at them, I knew none of them were, were worth anything. And if they were, this guy would have gotten the money for him. I tried to sucker him. He had a big... I don't know if sucker is a word. But he had a big box of... Um, I'm trying to think. Are they one sheets? They're, they're, they're just eight and a half by 11... Um, movie publicity shots and he had a lot of grindhouse movies and low budget movies and indie movies and stuff like that alongside you know some major hollywood stuff but a really interesting and genre rich um psychotronic genre especially rich collection of those and i mean hundreds of them just stacked they're stacked up in this box and I was for the box, and he pretty much just laughed it off. I probably should have offered him a hundred dollars, but I don't know enough about those to to do it. And uh, I just to spend a hundred dollars anyway. Didn't do it. Did not do it. But I ended up with a whole bunch of these card sets, um, just for the hell of it. I got a like the Centennial Olympics memorial card set. Plasm, which I guess was a comic book, an indie comic book. Tomb Raider, Cradle of Life, Titan AE, the Phantom movie cards. A couple sets of uh, Star Trek, the Next Generation cards. One called Profiles, one called Reflections of the Future. Um, a set of Hook cards, which is pretty cool. Uh, the Flintstones, live action movie cards. So there you go. Uh, a set, a second set, second series of William Stout cards. So they're sort of horror comic illustrations, mostly. And Sabrina the Teenage Witch cards. Ah, I don't know. <clears throat> I can't resist. So a whole set of cards. I just love trading cards. So I bought them all. Um, I got a neat calculator, model two hundred three Victor that uh, I think I got it for a quarter. Um, I just recently, I think last year, got another copy of Gnomes, that big book. So I got uh, its companion book, Fairies, at, a, at another garage sale. Another thing going on my bookshelf. 
um, a, a pickup sticks game by Shonhut, which was the company that made that um, circuit set that I got. Was it last year or the year before? Um, now nah, we'll see. It doesn't look like it goes for much on uh, eBay. All so far, everything that I've looked up not a big item on eBay. The calculator and the Walkman, they're just like money in the bank items. They're always like solid, solid, you know, $10 or something like that for a dollar investment or whatever. Uh, I got some Fisher Price building block Lego type of things called uh, trios. Um, a game called Tutti Frutti. Uh, 1936 Monopoly game that doesn't have the board. It was the game that would come like without the board. It would just be in a little box. A whole bunch of uh, Peter Pan card games. And they're little tiny mini card sets and boxes that are nicely um, lithographed. And I got Snaps, Crazy Eights, Animal Rummy, and Hearts. And those look as a set. Maybe I can get like 20 bucks for those on eBay. Maybe. I have to go through them and see if all the cards are there. I got a weird made in Japan Mickey Mouse little like cream pitcher. But it's a real creepy looking like knockoff of old boxcar Willie Mickey Mouse. It's just really creepy looking. Once again, going on my shelf. Um, now we get into the... Um, some of the cooler stuff. I got a neat uh, electronic alarm clock, an old Zenith alarm clock. Once again, in quotes, space age, 70s space age looking. Those always seem to go really well on on eBay. So I'm, I, and if it doesn't, maybe I'll use it. They're always kind of neat. I got a catalog for the TRS-80 1982 color computer, and I may keep that. That's really neat. Another thing I'm keeping pair of US safety protective spectacles yeah, pure shop class issue get them get them in class uh, shop classes I may even get a prescription put in them and go full out balls to the wall nerd alright so let's get to the big ones of this week that week the first week whatever the fuck you want to call it When I swear like that, does it seem when I drink afterwards that I'm probably drinking alcohol just because I just swore? I'm not. I'm drinking an Arnold Palmer of my own con concoction. It's like limeade and Irish breakfast tea, which also sounds like an alcoholic concoction, but it's not. It's just a highly caffeinated tea, which I have diluted into normal tea. Anyway, normal tea... A state we all must reach. Um, the first thing I got, and now you're hearing underneath me, is Ravel's Bolero. But it's performed by a Moog um, synthesizer. It's from the Everything You Wanted to Hear on the Moog, But We're Afraid to Ask album um, by Andrew Kasdan and Thomas Z. Shepard. And I am playing it because it is a record I own. And I bought a turntable. Now I've been looking for turntables, but I've been looking for turntables for my pal Luke Giaconetti, because he's been wanting to listen to some records. And I said, hey, I'll, I'll find you one, because I got the nose for finding shit. So I was at this one garage sale. This was at the place of the cul-de-sac, the neighborhood garage sale. 
And the guy obviously had had a stereo shop because he had... The first thing I saw at the end of his driveway was like a beat-up turntable. And um, as I could see inside his garage, there was just like five turntables on a table. So zoom, I'm over there. And um, I'm, I was looking at one specifically for Luke. It was $10 and it was just a nice... Um, decent quality turntable just you know a good playing solid turntable just exactly what we discussed that he would probably want but <laughs> here's a drawback had no needle on it well no needle means you have to buy a cartridge and the cartridge could end up costing like a hundred dollars a hundred when you have to buy a new cartridge it's just automatically you might as well buy a new turntable so I was kind of crestfallen but at the same time I was eyeballing this Technics uh, direct drive turntable now there's a difference with turntables not to talk about turntables but some of them have uh, belt drives some of them have direct drives belt drives can start to slip after a while a direct drive you're like better off with but this had this instead of you know the arm coming out and um, writing on the record. This one has an arm that travels horizontally on a slot along the record, straight, like almost like a laser would read a CD. And, uh, and I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, ah, it's probably worth $50. And the guy was like, yeah, that's a really good turntable. Um, I got just got a new um, cartridge put on it. So I'm like, oh, good, it's got a needle. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, all right, I'm going to get this. I need a good turntable. Well, it turns out it's a great turntable. It sounds beautiful. The turntable itself is like as high a quality as you're going to get until you get into like the super audiophile craziness, which I don't really care to go into that area. And, um, but good enough for my ears <clears throat> but what turns out was the awesome bonus was man the the needle on that thing costs about 250 dollars 220 to 250 dollars on ebay and uh boy you you can hear it it's if you have a nice clean record and i've already um whipped up a couple rips boy they sound great i mean i immediately i got i got it hooked into my computer and it just sounds beautiful, which also freed up my old USB um, turntable, which I'm now going to send to Luke since I feel bad. Well, not because I feel bad, because he needs a turntable, but man, I just, I was so close to getting a good turntable at that, at that garage sale. I walked away with it with this turntable, but I felt guilty because I did, there were so many there, but you know, I'm not gonna make somebody spend fifty dollars on a turntable at a at a um, garage sale that I'm then gonna ship to them and and pray to whatever gods of the mail that it makes it there in one piece anyway. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. I got it packed up and it's going in the mail as soon as I get a as soon as I get a day off and can get to the post office, which will be fairly soon. Anyway, the other thing I got and this is. More proof that Scott McGregor was not in the zone this day is uh, we went to this one place and I had found this great um, um, 
Virgin Mary painting, but it's not your normal Virgin Mary painting. It's very pink, and she's like cradling the dead Jesus in her hands with this horrible look of oh, and something else on her face and like a thorn it's just creepy creepy well anyway I'm looking at that and then I found um, a PlayStation 2 with about 14 15 games guy wanted um, 10 bucks for it so I'm like oh okay this place is looking really cheap and Scott came in and sort of did a circle and was on his way back to the car. And I come back to the car with the first trip with Virgin Mary and the PlayStation 2. Toss that in and go, wait a minute, I gotta go get my other thing. I got for two dollarinis um, the glass plate to um, Space Invaders. Um, and when I say the glass plate to Space Invaders, I mean the old school original black and white Bally Space Invaders game. The piece of plate glass in the front that you look through to look at the goddamn screen. You know, with the painted Space Invaders and the guys in spacesuits with their space guns. And, you know, a big rectangular TV shaped hole in the middle that you look through. Two dot. I, I, I was giving the guy the money and he's looking at it and he had this really like pretty older hippie wife who was pricing everything and he goes oh two dollars oh my wife prices yeah you got a bargain and I could tell he was just like no um my whole concern was how can I get this home in one piece because it was plate glass it's just like a piece of you know a piece of glass you would have in the window of your house maybe a little thicker and you know the 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 old Grashale Gloatmobile was not in the greatest uh condition and you know we do a lot of quick stops and starts and turns but it made it home don't know what the hell I'm going to do with it. It's not something, obviously, that you can sell on eBay that I'm not going to mail a, uh, you know, two and a half by three and a half piece of plate glass window th through the mail. I was thinking of maybe putting tracing paper on it so the um, TV screen part of it was white and rear projecting video games on it to play video games. I thought that might be kind of cool. In theory, it is. We, we, I don't know if it might, if it would work out well, but we'll see. Um, the next week was a another just huge me buying stuff for myself. <laughs> just, um, yeah. But finding a great, there was a great bookstore. This guy getting rid of or bookstore garage sale. Blah, you can tell it's getting late. Um, where this guy had, it might as well have been a bookstore. He just had book after book. And here's another part where Scott was just like, I was just sort of like, I would sit there and watch him. There was a Batman um, Nightfall um, trade paperback, and it was a big, thick phone book collecting the, you know, where Bane breaks Batman's neck. Nightfall, Volume 1. And he was he was there at the books before me, so I, so I usually like if he's there looking at the books, I let him 
look at them or whatever. I try not to like, you know, let my grabby paws take over and just like go, oh, scarf, scarf, scarf. So I'd wait. For, so I'd watched him like, just his eyes go over the um, nightfall and then move down and start looking at something else. So I was a like, scarf grab. Um, but I got a that one. I might. I, I. I. Well, I shouldn't say I might try to sell it. It's already up on eBay. Um, we'll see what I get for that. But basically, um, all the hard covers were two dollars at this guy's place, and all the soft covers were a dollar. And um, I basically I got this um, the Batman. I got a couple um, Stephen King books that I've actually been looking forward to reading. Uh, Doctor Sleep, which is the sequel to uh, The Shining. And eleven twenty two sixty three, which is a time travel John F. Kennedy one, and they're both big old tones, tomes, and I got the uh, the first Game of Thrones hardcover, which I got till October till that TV show starts. So maybe I should start reading the books. From what I've heard, I'll probably read the book like in three trips to the bathroom. Um. I got a great Peter Pan book that I used to have as a kid and uh, a bunch of like fairy tale books with nice color plates, lithograph plates from the 30s, 40s. Those are all this stuff so far pretty much is keepers for me. Um, at this at this garage sale, I also got another it was 13. PlayStation games for $10 and uh, two of them turned out to be kind of rare and I got both of those and now I can't for the life of me I didn't write down the names of those those two games and I've got them in the other room now but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely at that one between the Batman comic and the PlayStation games I'll make my money back um, but um God, now I'm thinking, what music should I play that I've um, already um, ripped off this, under this, because I've already blabbed way over my Ravel's Bolero. That's how long I talked. I talked longer than Ravel's Bolero in Moog. Um, I think I will play the Black Hole soundtrack, the beautiful John Barry that just basically sounds like a gothic James Bond in space. And by now it's already playing, so you know it before I said it. So there you go. But I really knew it before you heard it. So it's late. Jesus Christ, Chris, shut the fuck up. Anyway, um, I got another painting at, uh, uh, although like that the Virgin Mary wasn't a painting it was a print but this was an actual painting and thick thick globs of oil paintings of a skier skiing away from a ski lodge and everything's blue except for the ski lodge and the skier which is like swaths of yellow and red and it just had a real energy to it not the greatest painting in the world but a lot of energy to it and turns out it was painted in the Catskills in the 60s when these guys when this couple had gone down there to see George Burns in the Catskills and uh, they were selling it for three dollars and it's it's a big big old oil painting and and I was just like wow George Burns in the Catskills and I said to them that's about the most classic you know 
besides like seeing Sid Caesar or something there. And she was just like, just that tickled her pink. So I got the painting for $2. And um, uh, and another one, um, I've been, now that I've got a turntable, I'm looking for records. Did not find a lot of records at any of these. Uh, we were at this one garage sale in an old, old, crummy, just sort of beat up, but nice old house uh, full of antiques. But in, in one room, they had a big bin of records and a big pile of books. And I sort of hovered over the records waiting for this guy to look through them. But while he was looking through them, I watched him pull out the Exorcist soundtrack and then the soundtrack to Carrie. Brian De Palma's carry, and I was like, oh, this guy knows what he's doing, he's grabbing the good stuff. So, meanwhile, Scotty at the books, he's the one who found the the real find. He found about a bunch of choose-your-own-adventures, whether they were, you know, he found a couple actu- actual quote-unquote choose-your-own-adventures and other choose-your-own-adventure-style books, but I don't know if it was two or three of them, but it, it, at least two of them were Indiana Jones choose your own adventures and to boot they were written by R.L. Stein of Goosebumps fame so um, and he also had the first number one which was written by R.L. Stein so that looks like that might be a decent eBay uh, um, thing he actually if you go to the two true freaks page he posted a link to the auction so you could track its progress there's probably a couple days left on it right now um, we went to another one, and here's one where Scotty and I did the, uh, a thing that we often do where we're looking at something that we both kind of want, but we both don't, neither of us know if we really want to spend the money at it, and we're trying to pick up cues on the other one if we think it's really good, and so they're going, do you want it? I don't know. Do you want it? I don't know. It's kind of cool. Do you want it? If you don't want it, maybe I'll take it. I don't know. If you, uh, I don't know. And I ended up buying it, and probably it was probably a good idea of Scotty not to buy it but they're cool so uh, these are there were four um, and they were for conservation wildlife stamps which I remember getting as a kid I think he got them at the post office or maybe I got them through Cub Scouts or something or maybe it was um, through school or like the Scholastic Book Club but I remember you'd get a, a little pamphlet every year book and you could um, uh, stick in the stickers of different wildlife and um, this was you know from the year 1938 till the 70s and each you know each um, scrapbook had probably about 15 years worth of them in there with all the stamps stuck in and so it was four big three three ring binders for $20 um, yeah, it just doesn't look like there's much demand for them but they're really cool and you can see it go through World War II and through the 70s and the look of the whole, you know, everything changes a little bit as time goes by. It's just a really neat thing. And, um, uh, but for, for the last part, here's the part where if Scott Gardner's listening, and I know you're listening because he's like listening to this show, man. Here's the part where Scott Gardner goes into jealousy. And oh boy, and I could have spent so much money if I'd spent the time at this garage sale, but I, we, we both got out of there because it was like, mm, t- this is a place to spend too much money on ourselves because it was a lot of comics. And for once, 
they were kind of decent comics and they were priced really high but the people were trying to get rid of everything so they were um, selling everything that was five dollars and above was two dollars and everything that was five dollars you know below five dollars was a dollar which you know there were just some some neat comics in there but I ended up just getting two I got a Popeye giveaway comic from look like the around the 50s and a Boris Karloff horror comic which just had a great cover but here's here's where Scott Gardner gets really jealous I got a whole bunch of uh, poster books and they were they were like these sort of magazine but you know they were very thin they were they were a poster folded up but they would have articles in them and they made Star Wars ones Star Trek ones I got a whole bunch. I got two Star Trek original series. One focusing on possibly the greatest episode of Star Trek ever, The Enemy Within. Um, and another one with a Romulans poster inside. And um, a Star Trek... Okay, Scott. Sorry, man. Sorry you weren't there. Star Trek the motion picture poster book. Now, for all I know, he probably has it and just like, ah, screw you, man. Uh, Close Encounters poster book. <clears throat> the big old poster of the mothership. That was a big bonus for me because I used to have that very one. So that, and I'd forgotten I had it. So I saw it and it opened it up and I was just like, oh my God. I forgot I ever had this. Um,. It really, it actually, I put a post up in the Facebook page. I really, that one rum and shale, I just sort of got a little of every, I got some comics for Comics Monthly Monday. For Star Wars Monthly Monday, I got a magazine called Future, number one, and it has a neat article in it about Star Wars posters and um, some, some neat rare, you know, pre-production Star Wars posters and stuff in it. And Star Trek, that's that's obvious. I got Star Trek Monthly Monday stuff in there. So, yeah, it was just a great garage sale for stuff that I'm going to keep <laughs> that's going to go to the Honeywell collection. That same garage sale, actually, I did get, and I have them up on eBay. We'll see if they sell. They're two of those, like, creepy kid print pictures, you know, the kids with the big head and the big eyes. One's like a little girl. The other's a little boy saluting that I think is supposed to be a tribute to JFK Jr. saluting his dead dad. So, yeah, that's pretty creepy. Anyway, that's how it goes. More clutter, less, um, less money. <laughs> but, hey, I am not complaining. As I said, I used to complain about how I don't find enough Star Trek shit. I found a lot of Star Trek shit. I'm a happy garage sale camper. I'm going to be slinging meat for the next couple weeks, so it might be a couple weeks between garage sale gloats or not. I might come up with something to talk about. We'll see. In the meantime, why don't you get your ass over to twotruefreaks.com and check out all the insane podcasts, including... All the Star Trek, Star Wars, comic book monthly Mondays, and commentary monthly Mondays from Two True Freaks proper, and all the mishmash, goobly garbage that we've also put out around the sides. And then there's just the whole host of other podcasts. We got Earth Destruction Directive. We've got 
Oh my god, just one of the guys. We got Dinner for Geeks. We got Hope of All Trades. We've got Hey Kids Comics. Oh my god, I just can't keep, I can't go, it's, I cannot keep going because I'll just take up too much time. There are a million of them. Back to the bins. Oh my god, just keeps going and going and going. And we got them all there, and they're all free, so why not go over there? And then, while you're over there, if you're an Amazon shopper, you can go through our Amazon link if he likes us. And then, when you buy something through Amazon, we get a little taste of it. And it don't cost you nothing. But, oh, also, before I go, oh my god, I can't believe I almost forgot this. Once again, I got a shout out to fellow garage sailor and Two True Freaks listener and artist extraordinaire, Mark Kambach who uh, sent me, which I'm throwing in here because I pretty much figure he got him in a garage sale, a bunch of jumbo giant-sized Dennis the Menace comics from the 60s, and I love them. They all have the name of the girl who um, who once, uh, uh, Mary Lester, or not Mary Lester, Lisa Lester, once owned, once owned these um, comics and wrote her name on every cover. It's just, They're just awesome. They're just, oh, there's one with Dennis as a, you know, as an astronaut on the cover. Just beautiful, beautiful, great kitty comics. I love that shit. LTS. Love that shit. Anyway, I'm off. Keep Garage Hale, and we'll see you the next time. And the next time, it will be episode 16. And that's all I know. And this is your Uncle Don saying good night. Good night, little kids. Good night. We're off? Good. Well, that ought to hold the little bastards.